0: Welcome to And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. And we're back to a little solo episode today after the last two weeks of interviews. And there'll be more of those to come. So if you do have any recommendations, any suggestions, anybody that you would like to hear me talk to, either tell them or tell me, and let's see if we can make that happen. But this week, I wanna talk along the theme of over-responsibility, which is a big part of hyper-independence protection levels, quite often having this innate need and drive to try to control all avenues, all aspects for you, for other people, in the hope that if you take on that responsibility, try to make things good for other people, try to make sure nobody ever has a bad time or has to struggle that in some way, you will prevent anything bad happening, or that you can make things safe for you, even though it has never worked out that way, even though while it is promising, this internal promise we seem to have found for ourselves that if we can just control everything, it will be okay, hasn't worked out today, it hasn't reduced your anxiety, it doesn't save other people from themselves. And in reality, it isn't making your life any better, but it's something you're still gripping onto. That's pretty standard and quite normal. And it shows up a lot. This over-responsibility feeling can mean that you make all of those decisions alone because of the way that you feel so responsible. And that episode about lonely versus alone got me the most responses I've ever had to this very new podcast. Let's not make out that I've had hundreds of episodes, but it caused a lot of feedback, a lot of DMs, a lot of conversations, and some emails from people who really opened up to me about what that meant to them and how the penny suddenly dropped with them as to how that shows up in their own life. A lot of people even discussing sort of positions of leadership in management, in ways that they're highly visible, even in the home, where they feel like they are making the decisions alone they feel responsible for those decisions so that responsibility they don't realize is the reason why it's also pushing them to make those decisions on their own or alone It's so that they can hold full responsibility they can say if it goes wrong it's on me and it removes responsibility from other people there's so much within this it's so complex and it shows up in so many different ways but it causes overwhelm It drives people to work through action and it drives that fear of taking time off. It's creating burnout, putting people into survival mode all of the time. And then people feel like they're a survivor. And at one point, I know somebody described me as that. Somebody's mum actually said something about me and they said, Oh, she's a survivor. And I remember feeling so bloody proud that somebody had noticed. But actually, I don't want to be noticed as a survivor. I'm not a survivor. I'm somebody back into thriving mode, I don't want somebody to see me as somebody in survival mode, somebody that will battle through, somebody that will survive. Not anymore, thank you. But once upon a time, I remember feeling recognized in that statement. A lot of this comes in as well with that perfectionist arm, trying to get it right. But more than that, trying to appear perfect, trying to appear to have no problems, trying to appear to have it all sorted, trying to appear good in public don't let people see anything other than that, is a part of perfectionism we don't always think about. We think people sometimes just have perfectionism in the work they do or in the projects they're doing or even in the way the house looks, but they rarely think about how somebody is trying to mask themselves to appear perfect and how fucking exhausting that is. Having tight control over everything is also really really exhausting it is driving constant action because if you drop the ball then what which is creating an inability to rest it's always busy always working something needs to be done there's always more 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 and that's kind of been glorified regardless you know people have seen productive ambitious achieving got their shit together people as pretty good super women super men they can do anything give it to them without realising that that's coming from quite a wounded area. And it's driving you to be so far removed from who you are and who you want to be in the pursuit of of trying to change your world, but by never changing your behaviour. But what you're really craving is some kind of safety, some kind of regulation. As we hear about it in the nervous system, you're looking to feel safe. And the only way you can do that is by trying to micromanage and control life to the smallest degree to try to make sure that nothing can come along to rock that whilst continuously functioning through high functioning anxiety, too many functionings in that sentence, but continuously operating from high functioning anxiety and actually, a lot of those traits are seen as positive traits. You're on time. you get things done, you pay the bill, you're ambitious, you can do things you can handle people's problems. You're a multitasker, you know everything. you know none of these things. you've always got a smile on your face. you're always capable, you're always ready to say yes, you'll never let people down. You know a lot of those are definitely seen externally as positive traits, being able to do the job of free people. But it's brilliant for somebody. It's not brilliant for you. But what it's doing is just it's a false regulation. You think this is soothing your soul. You think this is soothing your emotions. You think this is keeping control of things. But actually, it's not that soothing. It's not that soothing. It's tiring. It's burnout. It's overwhelm. It's all of those things. But once you've got so used to that, you start to think that's how you regulate yourself. So Getting out of the mind and into the body is something that you've really practiced not doing. You, you want to overthink it. You want to try to find a logical solution. You want to be off there getting your own data and coming back with all of these things and ideas and solutions. But a lot of these people can't feel their feelings and have disassociated from the body mind, as such as I'm going to call it, which is also the truth of the nervous system. The real regulation, not the mental regulation as such, but the body regulation. It's at the expense of your own energy. And so, really learning that that comes from a really wounded masculine energy at some point or another. It worked for you once, and you've decided it's going to save the day for you forevermore. And it's just starting to understand that you can't continuously fear your own feminine energy. And I'm not talking just to women here. I'm talking to everybody because we have this balance of masculine and feminine energy within us. And for the purpose of this, how I want you to picture it, think of the masculine energy in the mind. The thinking, the logical, the going out, solution finding, do, 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 take action, 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 control, control, control. Hold it tightly, fight, survive, you know, danger. It's all in that area. And this feminine energy for your mind's eye for this picture we're creating is the body is the softness is the opening up is the feeling is the resting is the listening to the wisdom of that body it's allowing yourself to receive to open up your heart instead of having it so fiercely guarded and shut down it's reconnecting the heart and body and to understand and to be compassionate and curious about these feelings it's to get into our repressed creativity. That creativity gets so repressed by the mind and trying to logical think, overthink everything that our creativity, our pleasure, our exploration of slowing down. We can't intellectualize our feelings. Instead, we just need to to experience them, to just notice them, to be curious about what it is as opposed to so afraid of it. And to really start to look to see when we're not under intense pressure, when we aren't pushing through, taking action, doing the next thing, when we sit with our feelings as opposed to trying to outrun them, what, what can we really find? How can we reconnect? How can we let it pass through without creating another story about it? How can we come into this without being productive? you know even meditation so many people sit down to meditation to want an outcome to have had a very specific experience which again is the logic meditation is just about what well, let's see what happens happens it doesn't have to be productive this meditation is not my productivity of well-being we can't make well-being productive it's not your time to come and get the next idea to get the next solution to get by get whatever it is we think we're seeking Sometimes it's just to notice our feelings, just to be, just to have that moment of slow. But embracing the feminine side as just as powerful as the masculine, finding what your balance is when you're not driving your behavior. What could you allow yourself to lead, really lead into and feel into and get the balance? Because having... Deeper intimacy and connection with yourself is how you can then start to have a deeper intimacy and connection with your life, with the people in your life, with the work that you do, with the fun that you have, with the the things that you do just for fun. Remember that? Making no stories, being more curious, having that pleasure path, unraveling and allowing and just reconnecting with yourself so that you're in your fullness. Because we want that logical, we want that mind, we want all of the good stuff that comes with a healthy masculine energy. We just don't want the wounded part limping on and dragging us behind it, making sure that we survive anything at all costs. I hope this is making sense. I realise I'm just blah. Letting it all out, but I've just been writing the workbook for my retreat happening in October, and this has been a main part of how we're going to open up to receiving, to working out how our logical mind is so illogical anyway. It's, it's being run by the feelings because if we were taking logical steps, we'd know we can't control other people's outcomes, we can't micromanage anywhere near as much as we make out we can. We are not okay sometimes, and we say that we are, so that's not logical. We never ask for help, even though we would help anybody in a heartbeat. That's not logical. We want to please people at all costs to ourselves. That's not logical. So w- although the logical masculine mind is the part we're trying to use, we're using really illogical data to do it. And we need to just reconnect with the body, allow ourselves to connect with our emotions and not be afraid of them. Not convince ourselves that they are weak, they're a burden, that it's problematic, that we have to stay so far up in our head, in our crowns and go, go, go. It's connecting back into the root of our chakra system, back into the body and being able to just really soften into yourself, allowing yourself, first of all, that access, because even you don't have it at the moment. And as you allow yourself that access, that connection, that understanding, that intimacy with yourself, then it becomes something that we can start to share in other aspects of our lives and in a way that feels completely authentic, completely you, completely normal, because you're understanding it. And a lot of the time that we're trying to take that action and connect with others and take those external steps We're doing it before the internal steps, before the relationship with us. And so it doesn't feel completely like us. It feels a little bit alien and a little bit weird. But yeah, we're opening you up to receive to your highest good, to get you to your best self place, to help others, to be your best self at work, to be refreshed, to be creative, to be tapping back into the well of imagination you used to have, that you've only using now for evil to overthink the worst case scenarios and trying to overthink what could happen next for everybody and everyone. Just get back that playful element of you, which doesn't mean that so many people, when I use the word playful, think it's going to be wasted time a silliness or childish. Our playful energy can be anything, absolutely anything. So let's not try to define it into just one way of looking at it. I'm bringing this here and talking of it here because, as I say, the retreat to the art of receiving in October has been very much about how we're going to heal the wounded masculine energy to come out of hyper-independence ways and to really start expressing ourselves in our fullness, getting back into our true identities, grounding into the body, believing in magic, believing in more, opening ourselves back up, really, really allowing out that repressed creative And bringing that creativity to the table in a playful way that translates to work, translates to love, translates to friendships, translates to our relationship with anything and everyone. I'm very passionate about it, very excited about it, as you might be able to tell. And the group coaching that's going to start straight after the retreat in October and see us through till the end of January is going to have elements of this to it. So, this is what we're going to be looking at for. Anybody and everybody that feels stuck in their ways of control, responsibility, perfectionism, getting things done, doing that very hyper independent energy. We're going to be taking it through some practices and embodiment practices, as well as logical and mind and cognitive coaching until we get true growth. We're not just going to be learning. We're not just going to be learning. We're going to be doing and being. Uh, completely in our bodies, tapping into energies so that you can see how you balance them yourself. Because everybody's sums are different. There's not one way. It's not to be 50-50 in this energy. It's to get the right, the right alchemy and balance for you. We're also going to be doing part of it in person in London, which I'm really excited for. It's a maximum of 10 people. You may have heard about it on my newsletter or seen it on Instagram, but I wanted to drop some sort of confirmation here and talk about it as well. Because I am really, really passionate about the fact that we don't just set ourselves goals that bypass our growth, that we don't just get into accountability and productivity yet again in a sneaky way of making it look like self development, but that we truly look at how this is presenting itself in our real lives, what this is creating, what's good, what's not helpful, what's to our benefit, what's to our detriment where we need to reconnect back into the body, where we need to build our emotional agility, where we need to really reconnect ourselves to get that balance right. And then how we're going to follow through differently, we're going to put it into practice, we're going to start to find our own routines, ways of being, so that we have true growth, and that you feel it and experience it in your very, very real lives. If you are interested and want more information, give me an email, wendy at thecompletioncoach.co.uk or drop me a DM at thecompletioncoach on Instagram. And I would look forward to having a chat with you. As always, thank you for listening. If you think this could benefit some of you know, please forward it on. If you feel like you'd like to give us a review, it all helps. So please do drop any feedback on the apps that you listen on. And once again, thank you for listening.